This is the Ridiculously Random Podcast where we talk about everything except pro wrestling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, can I can I can I get a word in here? I want to introduce myself. Oh, wait a second. I haven't even introduced myself. I, I'm your, your host, Big Ray, and this is my co-host, Colin Weissong. Yes, and this is the Ridiculously Random Podcast where we talk about movies, tech, games, pop culture, pretty much whatever the f*** we want to talk about. Oh, will you stop? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. I don't understand. We're talking off air for 20 minutes, and you don't realize that my microphone wasn't working? No, your microphone was working. I could hear it you. It wasn't working. It was I was coming I was talking to you through this freaking camera. Yeah, but it's hard to tell sometimes cuz you didn't sound like you sounded great. You didn't sound uh you didn't sound like you were coming from like your camera. Like like you normally you can sound you sound uh echoey, but you this did not is, sound echoey my 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 good friend. This is fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry. This is what it is. So as you guys can see, this is uh Collins doing the whole you know, I'm gonna rape you. Angle on his camera. This is this I'm sitting this, on the floor at the beach house. This is this is what his woman looks like when she's laying laying down crying as he's having his way with her. <laughs> as I'm over her, oh, in missionary. Yo, your beard is coming through. Let me see that thing. No, but yeah, moving, move a little close. There you go. Wow, look at you. It's been nice. trimmed up a little bit. No, before it looked there. like it was weird. It was like all wide and then skinny in the bottom and strangly. Now it looks nice. When are you cutting it off? Don't say that about me. Guys, fingers in the birthday cakes. It is Colin's birthday. No fingers it in is. a hole today. It's fingers in a birthday cake. Like Bobo. See? Like this. This is what we're doing today. Fingers in a cake. Fingers in a cake. Ray, so, you know, what? as you know, what happened? It, it, it is my birthday this week, Ray. Happy birthday. And uh, we came down to the beach. Why? Uh, Ocean, Ocean Isle Beach. In North Carolina, Heard of uh, we do we do drive through Brunswick County, which is uh, Sonic the Hedgerat country. I was outside doing a Sonic the Hedgerat call. Uh, no luck. I, don't, I haven't seen him come to the call that I've been doing. I've been standing outside like, and he's he, I don't know if he's he's not coming. That's how you that's how you call a Sonic. Like right? what? So what do you mean? Like ejaculating or? No, no. You go outside and you're like, and he's supposed to like come. No. Sonic the Hedgehog lives down there by you? Yeah, he lives down in, in Brunswick County. And you guys haven't met? No, no, we've never met. Now, you, you want to know something funny, Ray? What? what? Uh, where where I am staying, you know, uh, Myrtle Beach isn't too far from where I'm staying. And we know a couple of, uh, we have a couple of friends that used to, uh, well, they I think they still live in, in like Myrtle Beach, Myrtle's Inlet. You, know, you want to see their house? Huh? Let me show you their house. But yeah, 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 you can show us their house, but it's crazy, Ray. So you know how they have these surf surf shops up and down the beach? No, I live in New York City, Colin. Why don't okay, you well, you know when you go like to the beach, they have these surf shops. You know, as you go out on the boardwalk, you have you have a boardwalk in, in New York. You don't have to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, Coney, like Coney Island. Island or whatever, right? Yeah, Coney and Island. They have these stores 
where they sell like hermit crabs and and t-shirts and other things like that like you used to get the big, the big dick johnson t-shirts you remember the big dick johnson t-shirts big like from wwe the guy the fat guy used to put the oil all over himself and dance no 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 gone. sorry sorry big johnson the old big johnson t-shirts like they would be these t-shirts and they would have like sexual innuendos on them colin where did the dick come from i'm just wondering because uh, they're supposed to it's sexual innuendo mm. so it's, it's 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 a big johnson shirt right well they had a dollar bin right and I went over to this dollar bin and I got the best deal on a t-shirt, Ray. You want to see yeah. my t-shirt that I bought? I would love dollar, to, I would, dollar bin. I would love to see your t-shirt. Down in Beach, look. It was in the dollar bin down in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. I can't release it. Oh Jesus. Don't don't show that shit here, bro. It was it was a dollar down in Myrtle Beach. So I bought it. You really found you know one in the, in the sh- in the store? Yeah, it was in like a dollar bin. I didn't know if I needed to like wipe my ass with it or wear it. You could have wiped your ass with it. Yeah, I could have. So I I put it. I bought it. See, I thought you, you were know. talking about this guy. It was the third party, third party buy. So I thought you were talking about this guy, Colin. No, no, not Big Dick Johnson. I'm talking about the uh, if you type in uh, Big Johnson T-shirts. Uh huh. Should uh, I do Johnson that? Shirts. Uh, they were. It, these shirts were so popular during the 90s, Ray. Um, let's see. Right here. I'm going to pull up this one for, for you, Big Johnson. You got it right here. Big Johnson t-shirts. All right, let's take yeah, a look at this big, thing. Big Johnson t-shirts. Let's look at this Big Johnson. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Did you guys re- do you guys remember Big Johnson t-shirts? This is That's some redneck shit, dude. Nobody knows this shit. Yeah, it's totally so. some like some southern redneck like type shit. Like this one says, uh, "Big Johnson just here to bang," and he's holding like a a, a big ass like rocket, like right where his cock would be. Pocket rocket. Pocket rocket. As, as we used to call it in the old city. Big old. Co- Yo, we got a lot of a lot of cool shit to talk about. But Colin, what are you doing for your birthday, bro? Uh, just like I said, we came to the beach. We went. Uh, we went and had expensive seafood buffet, mm-hmm. and and went and walked uh went and walked out on the boardwalk uh, with the kids today. Have you gotten to that age yet? Like, how old are you today? Thirty eight. So you're getting to that age where it's starting to hit you, and you're getting close to forty, and the life expectancy of a of a of a person, a relatively healthy person, is around eighty. So you've lived half your fucking life. A little depressing, huh? No, not really. Oh shit! It's got a whole another half of my life to live, Ray. Imagine me. That's Ray, there's going to be a. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There's going to be a time where it comes in my life where I get to start acting like a kid again, and and it's excusable. I can just be like flipping kids off and, and yelling your diaper. at kids. <laughs> yeah, and they're just, they're just like, oh, he's just old now, and yeah, I get away with it because now yeah. I'm old. And here's the best part about living down in the south: you can be 400 years old and still drive. Yes. I cannot wait, dude. Me and Jen were just talking about that today. Like moving down to uh so if I all right, so what's closer to you? Tampa? Savannah. Savannah or Kissimmee? Savannah's closer. Savannah? Yeah. I think we I think we're moving to Savannah. We may move to Tampa, bro. It's not bad. Tampa's still no. not a bad area. Like I said, if you move to Tampa, mm-hmm. you're down there where April is. You're mm-hmm. down there where Blake Troop is. Mm-hmm. I think you're down there where uh, Messy Milkers is. 
Oh. So uh, I, I, you would have plenty of people to hang out with and see sights to see down in Tampa, Florida. I like Tampa. Tampa's like because it you know it's a, it's a New York Yankees town. Speaking of New York Yankees, congratulations to John Carlos Stanton, All Star MVP, New York Yankee. By the way, how long does Cialis last? Because uh, my friend gave me a Cialis pill, and I've just hung on to it for like the last two or three years, just in case I ever needed it. Oh, I thought you meant after you've taken it. How long? No, no, last? no, no. It's like how long will it last before I can take it? Before it's bad? I don't know. Let's ask Siri. You want to ask Siri? Yeah, let's do that. All right, hold on. Hey, you just want some of that Florida water so you can get in shape like Stevie Richards? Sure. Um, hey Siri, how long does a Cialis pill last? When does it expire? Let's see what she says. Okay. I found this on the web for how long does a Cialis pill last? When does it expire? Okay. She's not. All right. Here we go. It says here, um, blah, 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 Cialis. Uh, what is Cialis? Okay, okay. Here we go. Cialis usually expires about two years after its time of manufacturing. This is the similar to uh, to the uh, ex- expiry time. Of an- yeah. All right. So most ED pills expire after two years. How long you had that thing? Uh about two years. So if I take it, I'm only gonna get like half a chub. Let's see. I'll get like half. Like it'll just be like half a chub. Does it get AIDS? Not quite. Like it's just half flaccid. Like Are you half flaccid like, now? Just like like this. No, I think what it does Instead is like this. It's more like this. No, not like this. You know how you have how you, Colin, have you told me how many like how you like had Colin? Yeah. Can we have this conversation? You know how you've explained to me how your penis doesn't get hard, but it's halfway hard all the time? Yeah, like this. So then you put the Cialis, and then it goes all the way here. Now, if you t- if you have no erectile dysfunction like okay, Colin okay. does, then, you know. It would just kind of like, sit like this. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, Winona says you may grow an extra penis. I've seen that video. They might enjoy that down at the Blue Oyster uh, Club. Yeah, maybe the Blue Oyster one, too. Is the blue oyster the uh, the cousin of the blue oyster? Yeah, the, we're gonna go to the blue oyster club. Yeah, are you? Same one from Police Academy. Was there a real blue oyster? No, right? I think so. I don't know if it's a gay bar though. Did you hear? Speaking of, all right, you know what? We have a bunch of shit to talk about, but um, why don't we do what we do best here? First thing we do is uh, we acknowledge the people. So let me just uh, pull that up here. I have this fucking microphone in my face. It's like a giant cock. We have to we have to do like the Briscoe say, Big Ray, and make it count. Let's make it count then. Because if we don't make it count. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. You're going to acknowledge me. You there, sitting at home. Acknowledge me. Sorry, Colin, you were talking. I had to okay. press the button. It don't count. It does count. Let's make it count then. So, Colin, you know, my, my wife, she's going uh, for her first mammogram real quick before we acknowledge the crowd. The uh, My the, wife. And um, she wanted me to uh, inspect her boobs. Have you ever done that for anybody? Mm-hmm. Every, every Look, night. Looking for lumps and stuff? Every night. And as I as I walked out, as I was done, I said to her, and she showed me her boobies, and I liked them too. That was it. She did. Did you do so, like this? Yeah, I, I yeah, I did the whole balancing gimmick. You, when when I get this, did you hear that alert that popped up on a computer? Or no, 
No, no, I did not. Okay, good. Because I have my Facebook popped up because I have so, so you much won't stuff. Hear the alerts. Yeah. Yo, let me ask you, why is it that the fucking Wednesday locker room can do a show once a fucking year and, and it's like, you know, it's a big deal. It's because they were more than just a wrestling podcast. Just Wait, we're more than no, 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 but that's the thing. Like they, they, they transcended wrestling. Mm. We're, we're, we, we don't have to worry about that here. We're not a wrestling podcast, but you know, like the impact attack or mm-hmm. the next level, you know, those, those products aren't necessarily all that great, you know? So instead of focusing mostly on the wrestling, they mm-hmm. made the wrestling a very small portion of the show. Got it. And they made other BS. Hmm. A larger portion of the show. So Interesting. You know, they they that's that's why they, they got over the way they did. Plus it's it's Strangler Steve King. And are you gonna tell Strangler Steve King he can't do anything? I miss I you. I do I don't miss Andrew Bell at all at all. But I miss listening to Strangler Steve King and we talk to Billy Ray every day. So it's like I miss I was texting Steve King earlier today. Yeah, okay. I love Steve King. He's that's the fucking man. He's the whole reason why we do this show. Yo, have you have you got have you been getting those Facebook messengers messages? from friends that their accounts have been hacked. And it's like, Hey, Ray, Hey, Raymond. They call me by like my, my full name and shit. Hey, click no, this link. I want you to win. I want to win a contest. I, I uh, got a, I got a direct Facebook message from a guy who lives in the Raleigh area, but we don't have any mutual friends or anything like that. So I don't know uh, how he would have found me or anything like that. Yeah, so well, I didn't answer. It didn't open it up. It was just, he sent an image. I'm like, I didn't even, Go to Do not like, click on that click shit. On it. I'm not clicking on shit. Nope. I don't click on nope. nothing. We have they no get mad. Friends. Why are you even sending me anything? They get mad when you call them out on it. We're like, like you know, I'll string them along. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll click the link in like two minutes. Anyway, Colin, why don't we acknowledge who's in the uh, chat, sir? Who do we well, got? First, here? we've got Lab Rat, who says he likes bread. Mm-hmm. Got a bread. Uh, and we've got Lawrence Weaver, who says bread is nice. Bread is uh, nice. And then he said he's going to go troll Reddit while he waits for the show to start. And this is about mm-hmm. 1026. So oh. hopefully he's back here in the in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think they're testing on Lab Rat this week, Ray? AIDS. Always it's AIDS. Always AIDS with you. Always AIDS. Always AIDS. What if it's like a serum to make him look like Lori Lightfoot? Who the fuck is that? The the Chicago mayor. Oh, that uh, Beetlejuice. You should just yeah, have Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice yeah. It, it's it's funny. Not looking like Lori Lightfoot. You say Beetlejuice, and I know exactly who you're talking about. Lori, Lori Labrat. That's what it's going to be. Oof, uh, that is, that is we've got fucking ugly woman, dude. Yeah, that's just an that's ugly right. human being. Just not even. Uh, well, from, from one ugly human being to another, we've got Bobo. Oh, that's not nice. Bobo in the chat. Uh, Bobo's a handsome. He's a handsome guy. Yeah, he's. I can't. I can't. I can't really say that with a straight face, right? He's. But he is. He's. He's a beautiful man. He ain't bad looking, bro. Stop it, man. He's a beautiful man. He's. He's also a part of the Bubba Bubba B unit. Did you know that? What is the, it's B, the B unit? unit. It's like I like the G unit, but the B unit. What is that? What does this mean? He. He, it, he gets it. You don't need to get it. Okay. He gets it. Right. Then we've got. Well, then. <clears throat> right. Right. Turn the well, music down. Javi Uchiya. Ladies, you shouldn't have said it. Yeah. 
<laughs> ah, the vet. Where, where, the vet's not supposed to be. He's I here. wasn't He's supposed here. to introduce the vet yet. He's here. The vet, what are you doing here? Main roster. Oh my gosh, vet. It's so so nice of you to be here. Next, we've got Buckshot Kid. Mm-hmm. We've got Mario. Mario Hernandez is in the chat. We've got Winona. Winona over there on Twitch. Messy Milkers. We've got Super Saiyan Goku. Mm. Super Saiyan Goku's in the chat. I, did you get that voicemail from, from Mario? He called me earlier. Did you hear it? Mm-mm, no, I didn't hear it. Listen. I'm here to date your six-year-old. It's Mario. That's what he sounds like. Without God. Is that what floor is that on? Oh, you don't want to know. You don't want to know before that on. Uh, then we've got Alexa all the way from Germany. Oh, shit. Alexa. Thanks for stopping by, Alexa. And it looks like Lawrence is back. Lawrence, how was uh, how was Reddit? Is that going to answer you? He's probably not going to answer me. It's okay. There we go. That's it. That's everybody right. we got tonight, right? right? Well, I feel like we're missing somebody. We're missing Lizbeth. We're missing Lizbeth. Sonic. What the fuck's we're going missing, on? Uh, uh, where's Billy Ray Valentine in the chat? Billy Ray Valentine may, in fact, pop in. He might. He might. We'll see. Up. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, it's not that important. That's everybody, Ray. All right. Well. How's the work rate of this show so far? All right. We're done. So check this out, dude. My fr- I, have, I have a quick little story here for you, bro. So I don't know if you heard this, but uh, apparently... Uh, this this goes uh, worldwide here. It says uh, Netflix. Uh, they're very you know you know what's happened to Netflix, right? Yeah, they lost another million subscribers or some shit like that. Yeah. I wonder why. Why do you think they're losing so many subscribers? Because nobody, um, they don't really have a lot of content. Uh, Netflix is also kind of a very woke company, and there's kind of that that saying right now: "Go woke, go broke." So yep. it, it could just be that, but it didn't. Didn't really affect their stock price all that much today, Ray. Like uh, the last time they had earnings and they first reported that they lost all those people, uh, their stock took a major hit, like like big big time hit. But this time around, now let me do a little searching real quick. I, I, I think, think I think I think my video is delayed. I'm talking. I'm not talking there. Yeah, it is a little bit delayed. It, it, it's slightly delayed. Um, I'll, I'll, let me back off. Stand by. But I mean, like like I said, Netflix. Uh, Yesterday, after after hours and the, the earnings came out, like the, mm. the the price went up, and then today when the market opened, it dropped down to like two hundred, but then well, it's back up to two fifteen already. So the stock isn't really wasn't really affected necessarily by the loss in subscribers because I think a lot of people, especially in the market, kind of already know what was going to happen with some of these things. Well, let me let me check this out here. Um, and again, I feel like I'm very delayed. I think it's this fucking website trying to break into my computer so let me just close this out because it's it's creeping me out hold on okay it's all good sometimes that happens especially if you're running some stuff back behind the scenes no that's exactly what it was that like that website was like pop-ups and stuff were happening on it anyway so basically what's happening i'm not freezing i'm good right am i frozen you're good now you're good okay so basically um what Am I frozen? Oh, no. So I don't frozen. So you know how we share each other's passwords and shit like that. Do you hear what, what they're doing? They're charging in the UK. I believe it's two fifty, right? It's two fifty pound, two hundred, uh, two dollars and fifty, whatever, two fifty pounds, two and a half pounds. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they call over there. And here in the United States, it's I think uh, they're charging like three bucks, 
two ninety nine. I had the article up. I'm afraid that I'm gonna get fucking malware. <laughs> so I, I wanted to leave that. Let me see. Two fifty. Yeah, that's basically what it is, man. That's crazy. I mean, do you share your passwords with a lot of people? Uh, Maryland's account. We don't really. It's 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 so you can have other accounts under your Netflix. Um, so it's us, and that's about it. Okay. Well, I, I mean, me and my me and my brother shared an account, but yeah, um, I've done I, it before though. Yeah, I hate my brother now, so I really don't talk to him. He can go fuck himself. How's that smell? That's- but I got a really really cool story. Um, and I'm gonna actually pull this up real quick. I don't know if you heard this one. So, Colin, growing up, one of my very favorite shows as a child was Sesame Street. Did you, did you like Sesame Street, Colin? I did like Sesame Street. Yes. Yeah, who's your favorite? Uh, who's your favorite? Uh, Schnabitz, your favorite? Probably uh, 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 Big Bird or Oscar the Grouch. I like. I, I liked Oscar the Grouch. I was an Oscar the Grouch guy, you know, and and I was a Super Grover guy, not regular Grover. Super Grover. Well, I'm gonna play this little uh, video here. Here we go. Check out. Check out. Check out the, the one of the happiest places on earth. <laughs> what happened here? This is great. Now video so eliciting a strong reaction. It shows two little girls watching a parade at the famed Sesame Place amusement park and one of the characters appears to shun them. The furious mom of one of the girls posted the video alleging racism while others say it was a misunderstanding. Now as Les Trent reports, Sesame Place says what happened is not okay. It's a nine-second video causing uproar across America today. A beloved Sesame Place character, Rosita, appears to snub two little girls of color who reach out for a hug. It happened at the Sesame Place theme park near Philadelphia. The mother of one of the girls was outraged. This disgusting person blatantly told our kids no, then proceeded to hug the little white girl next to us. Although you can't see that in the video, her post set off a firestorm on social media. Destiny's child singer Kelly Rowland so, chimed in. Had that been me, that whole parade would have been in flames. <laughs> like, um, first let let's let's before I continue this. From what you saw in that video, did did you see any validity to that? A little bit, because you can kind of tell where the the character kind of looks down a little bit, right? And then because I saw explanations. Uh, what were I the explanations they, you heard? I think Sesame Place actually put out an explanation where it was like uh, the 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 with the head that the person wears, they can't necessarily see the little kids, and they couldn't see the little kids. But it's clear, like you see the person look down and see the little girls and be like, "Nah, I'm good. right." And then they I, tried to say, well, "I thought it was a it Hitler was, salute." Yeah, they were they were trying to also say that like the kid, uh, the person was. There was a pushy parent who was trying to get them to hold their kid, and the mm-hmm. person was saying no to the pushy parent. Like you kind of see them, like the person reach out, they shake their hand and kind of do like a no symbol, but then they kind of like look down at the little kids and like do the no symbol again too. And so like I wish the video had continued. Like like this is where to people scream racism, but then they don't stop the video to like like if you pan over like like let me get you hugging the white people after right right. So we can like, see proof that they're hugging the white people after. But in a in another little angle, it it you know when you first started that, it looked like there was like a little black girl or mixed girl that was running up and hugging the the uh, the the character. Now it also says that I saw some people saying that you know this is Twitter again too, where 
mm-hmm. they were like, oh, they were screaming the name of the wrong character at the the character. So the character was like, not the right name. I'm not going to come over there and say well, anything you don't, to you. But that's you, not right either. Bro. You don't that's do that to a right. fucking kid, bro. No. Listen, I, I'm I'm not that guy, Colin. That's going to scream racism. But now, if you're saying what you're saying is that uh, a child of color, uh, maybe like a Hispanic child, like I am Latino, if that child did in fact hug Zoe, the character that 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 was you know allegedly racist, um, maybe perhaps the kid stole his wallet. Look, look at what Frank says. Frank says that's that's like 15 minutes for me. I'd never take my kids there. <laughs> Let me tell you, Frank, Frank's white, bro. Fucking Sesame Place sucks. It's not great. When I was a kid, it was great. Um, and I'm talking about back in the 80s, dude. Nah, what am I talking about? 80s? Yeah, late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, in the 80s. Like, I must have been like 10 years old the first time I went to Sesame Place. It was fucking magical. They had this, um, it was like this rope, like this rope gimmick that went that went up like a, like a tent. They just have kids just fucking climbing up, getting caught up, choking on the rope, fucking rolling down hitting the cement at the bottom so unsafe all the animal tra- but let me uh you have anything to say i was going to continue the video real quick. oh no go ahead all right here we go <clears throat> do, do, do. okay are you serious msnbc's joy reed says she received videos of similar incidents including this one that appears to show Rosita breezing by a black child. This whole ignoring black children thing is a pattern with the Rosita character, she writes. The mom who put... Okay, hold on. A pattern with the Rosita character at that park? All right, let me hit, let me let me finish listening to or it. Or just the Rosita character in general is racist. Is that what right. they're trying to say? Stand Rosita Spanish. Hold on. Video spoke to CNN. It was heartbreaking, and in the video, you can also see how sad the children are. Officials here at Sesame Place are claiming it was all an innocent misunderstanding, and that the performer inside the Rosita costume is devastated by the controversy. Officials say the gesture that Rosita is making is actually her turning down another mom who wanted her to pick up her infant, which is not permitted. Here's the video again. All right, let's look at it real good. gesture of dismissal. No, what no, do no. you think? Sesame Place mm. also claims the costumes sometimes make it hard to see at lower levels. What's it like inside? Right at those kids. Costumes. Here's. Say again. She looked right at those kids. I don't know, man. I think the person in the costume looked right down. So those two little African-American kids was like, nope. Now, this is Times Square. This is by where I live. These these fuckers right here never listen to me, people. When you go to Times Square, never fucking take pictures of these assholes. That's what a performer in an Elmo costume in Times Square can see. It's really hard to see anything. Sesame Place also announced they are giving extra training to performers to better understand, recognize, and deliver an inclusive, equitable, and entertaining experience. Sesame Place also says they apologized to the families and invited them back to meet all of the characters. Hmm. What does that really do? Nothing. It's kind of fucked up. You got to do this for the kids. That's that's messed up. Now, let me ask you, do you think the kids? I mean, the kids look to be like a little like confused. Maybe a little like, but do you think the kids 
had any idea what it, let's say the Rosita was a fucking white supremacist in that in that uh in that costume. Do the kids had any fucking idea that like what really was going on? You think the parents are, are gonna be like, oh listen, that's racism and you know you you're a black child, so now you're gonna fucking well, deal I'm with sure this whole life. I would be I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't hear that every day that they wake up in their house, Ray. You think so? Yeah. It's kind of fucking sad though, bro. Ray, I work with young young black kids and and most of them are like, yo, you're like the the coolest white person I know or you're what like you're the only what white that? person I fuck with. What does that mean? Like that means that they don't know white people and that they think that I'm like the coolest white person in the world. Oh no. I'm a good representation of white people, let's just put it that way. Boy, are they fucking mistaken. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, Colin, I don't know if this is affecting you where you live. No, I'm I'm white. It doesn't really affect me. But I got another fucking story for you. I'm telling I'm just we can just rattle these motherfuckers off, Colin. All right, so, let's do it. So much Wait, 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 wait. Oh, god damn it. Wait, what? before we get into this story though, we need to find out what floor Mario's on. God damn it, you know you're right. All right, you know what to do, Colin. I got you. Hang on, let me get to my screen here. Yeah, just, you know, he's got to play the music and then get we get your call. shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. Morty, I'm so sorry. So it's together. Get your shit Morty. together. Morty. Morty's fucking pissed off at you. Morty's not very happy. All right, I got it. All right, so you know how this goes, guys. Jesus Christ, Colin's stealing the Wi-Fi from the people next door. <sighs> so, this is how it goes. I don't know if you guys can hear the music, because I don't, but um, it's uh, floor 17 through uh, through through one. No, through through the main main lobby. Seven, three, so that's 18 floors. There is no 13th floor. So we got to find out what floor matters. We got seven from Bobble. We got 10 from Me Messy Milkers. What floor is fucking Mario on? We had uh, 12 from Buckshot Kid. Uh, uh, Lawrence Weaver says, as always, I've got five on it. Now remember, we now remember we started later, usually, because I totally forgot to call Mario. So, and then hopefully we get a, a couple of words of wisdom from Mario himself. So we got Lab Rat, number nine. Frank is with number five. So we got a few guesses in the chat. I'm starting to think it's going to be a low number. I think Mario's yeah. getting to that floor. That There's a floor on our building that really smells like assholes. And Mario knows exactly which, which floor I'm talking about. I remember one Winona time. and Alexa on the same page here with number seven. <clears throat> Look at that. All right. This is about the time that we I asked you to turn this off. And here we go. Oh, God. That music's still playing, isn't it? That's his ring tone. Yeah, that's his ring back tone. Is it? Yeah, it's the. Yeah, it's always sunny. Yo, what's up, big Ray? What's up, Colin? Yo, what's Yo, going happy on? Happy birthday, Colin. Thanks, sir. Happy birthday. What's you up, Ray? Team? How are you? I'm all right. What do you want from me? Listen, I'm a little offended. You said I sound like Alex Jones. Not that that's a bad thing, but maybe I do. I'm a little hoarse these days, anyway. You don't sound like Alex Jones. I've seen Mario changing in the locker room. Uh, you guys have the same physique. Uh, dude, I, I got some bad news from the doctor today, bro. What happened? You have AIDS? He said I have Peroni's disease. What the fuck is that? His, 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 his dick right. is curved. <laughs> you didn't notice that before? Nah, bro. He checked it with, with a ruler. So what does that mean? It, you, have to, you have to put your pants on in, like at an angle? No, Ray. Yeah, his, yeah, his, I, I do everything at an angle. Call his me dick curved. has a 45 degree angle. curve. They have that. That's a, that's the thing. So he has to like like fuck his wife sideways. Like it's weird. It's weird yeah. 
By the way, for the, for the audience, that's not, that's not true. I'm only talking around. No, it's really true. He's just <laughs> he's letting out the truth. And he's like, oh, I'm just joking, you know? Like, like, hey, Ray, you what? know, because you do this every day. You know how hot it is in here in this hallway? I, uh, yeah, I was just there yesterday, and it was fucking boiling hot. Bro, this hallway is hotter than Liberace's asshole on cocaine night. I heard some giggles. I hope that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, Liberace always gets a laugh here this on the ridiculously said, random podcast. This thing is set hotter, hotter than Liberace's asshole on cocaine night. Cocaine night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's actually pretty funny, uh, Mario. So I'm glad I'm being entertained. So, Mario, before we 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 continue this conversation, we need to fucking know, bro, what floor are you on? I am on the eighth floor. Eighth, eighth floor. floor. Wow. No one picked eight. They were right in between it. We had Babo, Winona, and Alexa with seven. seven. Labrat with nine. Wow. No one went eight. She usually Hey Colin, you, Colin, do you know what eight is? Eight's great. Eight is something I'll never be. Let no, you're dance? a ten to us. Nah, I'm average Joe. Average Joe like the like the movie. What do you mean? You are you Eight? Where? What are you talking about? In the pants? Like, like you're talking about your penis length? Yeah, the joke must have skipped your head, bro. And by the way, you were planning Colin's funeral after you just told him happy birthday. Well, Labrat was going to say eight and a half. <laughs> Not me, for sure. I don't know. Bobo, I, you know, Bobo said eight, eight's enough. Eight's enough. I don't, th- I don't think eight <laughs> is enough. That's what they say. Women will tell you that. Little Kim once said, if it ain't no bigger, you don't fuck with it. Yeah. It's true. Was she talking about the size of the knife that they used to operate on her face? <laughs> she looks terrible these days. I used to love that one. My, mine, is, you know? mine is a little abnormal. It has a kneecap. Is that normal? Yeah, that's the Peronis disease. Oh. <laughs> that's your handle, bro. Yo, you have anything you wanted to talk about before you give your little uh, fucking uh, sunshine of uh, knowledge? Give me a uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. You know, you guys are doing the top five knockouts. So I did a little research there, not much, a little. And I looked at 50 top knockouts. And, like, it's just really hard to pick top two, five, knock, you know, five knockouts of all time in boxing. There's so many of them and from so many great fighters. You know, uh, and then on this 50, top 50 list, I didn't see Muhammad Ali on there. And I was kind of thrown off by that. How many, Mario, Mario, if you can remember, how many of those KOs were from the Hawk, Julian Jackson? I cannot remember that. I don't, that's not a name I remember, but I'm not familiar. I know quite a bit about boxing, probably not as much as Ray or you, but I don't remember that name. Julian Jackson, Jackson, was, Jackson was one of the most feared punchers in boxing history. That greatest guy, knockout artist. Whatever. Yeah. I gotta, whatever. I gotta, my, my, hold on. My, my balls are caught in my shorts. He's got to adjust his kneecap. Oh. Yeah, his kneecap. His knees are tingling. Jesus Christ. <laughs> look at that. So, look at what Winona says, guys. Look, Winona makes it all better for you. What she look, said you, you can have a King Kong ding dong, mm-hmm. but if you can't hit the right spot, it means nothing. But if you have a King Winona, Kong... Winona, Go ahead, Mary. You guys know that song, right? Winona's got a big brown beaver. So uh, <laughs> shout out to Winona. <laughs> so I, I guess you know it's, her. It's Primus. No, no, no. But it's a compliment also. So. I love that song. He- that's a good song man shout out to the randomites also that's um shout out to the randomites that's actually one of my favorite that's when they did like the duracell you remember the the the, they were like fucking fake mannequins or whatever the fuck right yes 
That was a great video. I love that Primus. Where the, where are they now? They're still play, bro. They're still, still playing. Yeah, they just yeah. had a new come out recently. They're still alive. Yeah, they're still alive. I wanted to go check out this old band. Uh, this band Everclear was playing in Times Square on Friday, but I, I couldn't get the tickets on time. Look, it's in Times Square. It's so outside. Just stand, stand close to. Listen. No, they, they do that little stadium, that little music stadium in Times Square. Everclear is a good band. You know, 90s, you guys are talking about 90s, but they're good, man. That's one thing I'll tell you about Central Park, especially, you know, if you go to Central Park during the summer, they always have, like, really great concerts. For real. But anyway, Mario, do you yeah. have uh, do you have any words of wisdom or just maybe a, a TV show maybe we should look into or something? Well, yeah, I'll tell you two things. First, you guys are talking about um, Netflix. And I don't you guys should know they put out a Resident Evil show, and it is pure hot garbage bro with gravy on top and it's just like the reason why these guys fail besides the wolf nonsense you just probably hire like the newest and cheapest writers that you can find and like they say that this resident evil rather than being hard it's more akin to 90210 and then nothing happens and it's like no one has time for garbage and that's one of the reasons why netflix fails bro let alone their wolf nonsense like you even stuff you know but and, and, and their price, the price needs to go back down too, bro. Seventeen ninety nine a month, that's just bullshit, bro. And, and can I let me just interrupt you? Not only that, but like their best shows, they cancel all the good shows. Glow was canceled. That shit was fucking awesome. Like they give a show like three, that, three seasons, and they leave you. Hold on, they leave you hanging. And then like you have um, Stranger Things, which I fucking love. And, you, and I love season four, bro. Yeah, but then they're not gonna start recording until twenty twenty three, and so then that's not gonna <laughs> come out till twenty. So you have to wait two years. That's not by good. then. will be fifteen. It's no good, yeah. man. No good. I mean, even with the boys, they still take a good while for some of that stuff to. I get started recorded. watching. Colin, I heard you talk about the boys, and Ray must find out about love sausage. Love sausage. Love sausage. You must check him out. Bro. He's on season two and season three, bro. Yeah, you'll 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 love love sausage, Ray. When when okay. you get to him, great show, great show. I just started watching it. I literally. Uh, I'm not gonna. Well, fuck it. I don't care if I spoil anything for anybody. But the first, listen, put your gate point, put your gate point aside, bro. Watch, boys, listen, bro. Listen, 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 listen. I don't have the collection you do, <laughs> chief. All right, but um, <laughs> but with um, the, that first scene with a guy standing with his yeah. girlfriend, and the fucking flash guy just runs through, you know, yep, and just mm -hmm. explodes her. That was pretty awesome. But I don't want to. Just I, a quick heads up. Mm -hmm. The writer of that. Comic book that, that show is based on is one of the best comic writers of all time. Hands down, you, you know, his whole library. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal writer. His name is Garth Ennis. Dark Penis? Garth Ennis. Dark Ennis. He's an Irishman. Dark Ennis, got it. All right. Dark Ennis is uh, what I'm called at nighttime sometimes, bro, when I patrol the street. So uh, you can't see this right now, Mario, but I think Billy Ray Valentine is in the chat and he is just fucking on some type of drugs. He just. He did the whole, you know, when 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 uh, Donald Trump fell asleep on his phone, he wrote Kafifi. Okay. <laughs> uh, Billy Ray Valentine wrote D F S D. What the hell does any of that mean, Colin? Do you know? Uh, maybe he's down for sucking dick. <laughs> wow, Jesus Christ, Colin! That's you said D F S D. That's what it's. No, nah, I didn't say it. That's what it says there. Anyway, what it says there. So maybe, maybe. Maybe he's sw swapping your gimmick and he's working the glory hole this week. What is it? Don't send me dick. You think? Maybe. Let me see. Let me see. Don't That's... fucking send dick. I don't know. D F. -S anyway, Mario, uh, give us uh, your word of wisdom this week, please, sir. I will gladly try to do that, Ray. 
So uh, recently a friend of mine had told me he hated somebody, you know, and and that's just one example. And the other day I saw something and I, I got filled with hatred when I was walking somewhere with my wife and something I saw made me very angry, you know, and I just wanted to say sometimes hatred is an emotion that as well, you know, we all have the right to hate somebody or hate, or hate something. Sometimes that hate becomes internalized and it works against you and it hurts you. It hurts your heart and it hurts your soul. So, you know, just have a, you know, think a little bit about hate before you hate someone, even though they might have said something ridiculous or stupid, hatred can also hurt you as well. Mm. And I hope that was a bit wise. Well, I saw something yesterday that infuriated me for a minute, but I don't want to talk about it right now. But, Oh, you know, life happens. You know. Okay. I mean, you can talk about it if you want. Oh, it's not, dude, I was walking my wife to take on my kitchen tenant, and this person of a certain color walked near us. We saw him going three feet away, and the guy was sagging. That's one thing. But she didn't have underwear on. He had his bare ass sticking out. I'm like, did this guy get out of jail? Is this is just what he wants to do, or is he a crazy junkie? I couldn't tell. That's you know not. what I'm saying, bro? But like, it's just disgusting to see that, bro. On a very hot day, what the you know? So maybe well, listen, it was the heat ray. Right? Listen, it's a very hot day. I'm sure his asshole is on fire, much like Liberace's asshole on cocaine night. Hey, and real quick, day, yes. did, did you show thing with Stevie Richards and the and the vet? Yes, and we, that's yeah. kind of what you guys touched upon. You know, like besides the fact that physical exercise helps you, there's also stresses in life that hurt you and, and hurt your heart, and the stresses will weaken you and sicken you, bro. And that's what you have to be alert to. That's what I'm just trying to say. Well, thank you for reminding me, uh, Mario, because um, just if you guys didn't see Next Level Wrestling Review, obviously it's not on YouTube right now, but I did take out that sit-down chat with Stevie Richards, myself, and the vet, and I put it up on YouTube for free. So after you're done with this, guys, if you want to go over and check that out, it's a really good sit-down, man. So um, check it out, man. So Mario, uh, Colin, if you can start hitting the music, uh, Thank you so much for Happy joining birthday, us. Happy birthday, Colin. Ah, thank, thank, you, thank you. Thank you for having me. Shout out to the Randomites. You guys are great. Yeah, the Randomites. That's what we're going to call them. The Randomites. Mario, thank you so much. Be careful going God down those stairs. God bless America. Peace out, brother. God bless America. Yeah, yeah. That was Mario. He's gone. <clears throat> Ray is crazy. So I was looking. It's like, so I'm on a laptop. I'm not on what I normally work on for right. the show. So I just realized that the uh, the emails weren't pulled up right, so I had to go sign into the emails. Uh, apparently, someone has used our email address to sign up for a bunch of random ass shit because we've got a one email for tonight's mail sack and 105 spam emails that I'm now having to cycle through to figure out, uh, like where the real emails are. So I've only got the one right now with Buckshot Kid. Uh, You're so, me. but but. Speaking of Buckshot Kid, uh-huh. he wants to play. Oh, all right. You know, you have to give me a heads up because I don't have this thing programmed. Well, it's okay. It's okay. That's why I was giving you. Jesus Christ. The spam is killing everybody right now, bro. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like, like I don't know what it is. <laughs> me and Ray don't use actively use this email for anything. That is weird. Other than like having you guys. So unless one of you guys has gone on there and. Used our email for such things. Yeah, but like, who has access to that other than you and I? I well, don't. You can just type in anybody's random email for a. If you type in an email address, well, that's not nice. It's right, just well, like I can go through the and type in somebody's random phone number if I need a, a, a phone number. Can you do that? Yeah. 
Damn, I fucking hate spam, dude. Actually, I love spam. Spam is delicious. Spam is delicious. Do you like Straight it fried? Do you like it? I like it out of the oh, can. Oh, uh, you. So back when I was in Scouts, we'd be hiking. You get a pack of crackers and you just fucking dip those crackers and eat it straight out the can. Yeah. Um, if 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 you got a flat iron skillet or something like that, bro, you cut it up into slabs, heat it up, nice little crisp on each side, and slap that on some bread. Yeah. You got a delicious sandwich. Well, Colin, sandwich. it's time. It's time for. Oh, Colin. Don't put that in your mouth. That's right, Ray. This week we've got a lovely treat. Uh, in my one loan gift that I got for my birthday, mm. there were several things in this gift bag. Really? And and one of these things I brought to enjoy with you today. Are they sweaty? Are they, are they sweaty balls? No, they're not sweaty balls. <clears throat> they're delicious. Uh, it is a four pack <coughs> of Kool Aid flavored. Kool-Aid flavored gum. So I have okay. cherry. It mm-hmm. smells like, do like legit smells like if you open a pack of Kool-Aid. Really? So we've got cherry. Mm-hmm. We've got grape. Mm-hmm. And we've got tropical punch. So it's only fair to ask you, Colin. Do you have anything to drink there? I, I just have a Coke. I was going to say, uh, maybe try one, cleanse your palate, put it back in a wrapper. Try a second one. Try you know? a second one. Yeah, I figured. I figured. But what? But chat. Which one would you like to see me try first? I was thinking maybe the tropical punch. This sounds like it would be pretty delicious. The fruit punch. Are you talking about the fruit punch? The fruit punch. Tropical they, punch. Tropical punch. Sorry. No sweat. No sweaty balls though. No sweaty balls. No. Not. Not gonna. Can't wait to wrap my my mouth around these sweaty balls. Be careful. Those sweaty balls are very salty. They are. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, which one are you going for? Well, the cherry. flavor lasts longer than fruit stripe gum. I really hope it does. Kind of smell like it could be fruit stripe. We got oh, cherry in the house. I've got. I'm going with tropical punch. Mm-hmm. Does okay. each gum have a pound of sugar in it? Probably. Mm. Okay. So that's all right. Why don't you chew right into the mic, please? There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We'll stop it. Stop. So what do you think, Colin? Pop that cherry first, Winona. I didn't pop the cherry first. Sorry, Winona. I went with the tropical punch. <laughs> um, not bad. Mm-hmm. I could see where it does taste somewhat like the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. I can also see where it's going to be like Fruit Stripe, where it's going to last for like five minutes, the flavor. Mm. And then just me not want to have it anymore. Really? It does taste very similar uh, to fruit stripe gum. No, it does not taste like cardboard lab wrap. You know, you know what I'm gonna do. Chocolate punch isn't that bad. When we're done with this podcast, I'm gonna look you guys in the camera because this is exactly. And my wife is gonna watch this probably tomorrow. I'm gonna sneak my head under the sheets and I'm gonna lick my wife's twat. Yeah, that's gonna happen. I did. I did that last night. Yeah, she likes that. We sixty nine. She thinks I'm good on it. I'm good at it, but I'm not. You, you know, you know, Ray. My, uh, my, my, my uh, astrological sign mm-hmm. is the sixty-nine. Oh, stop it! It is. It's Cancer. All right, which one are you going next? We got grapes next, Ray. We got it's grapes. Eight. 
We got grape next. Collins Astro- astrological signs is AIDS. It's AIDS. <laughs> so that's the grape, right? This is the mm. grape. Mm. Not that good. No. No. What's wrong with it? Mm. Oh no! I'm about to choke on it. That's what I'm. This was about to happen. <laughs> that's what's. That's what's going to happen tonight, brother. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That's my um, I, I can say that. That was last night when we were 69 and yeah. Oh, um, really? 69ing the the fiend? Yeah. Did she have the mask on? Was it, did it hurt? Always has the mask on. Oh, she's like a bleach character. Oh God, it's still hot in here. I got um, the grape. Not very good. I'm very disappointed by the grape. Right? What's wrong with it though? I like you would think that grape, you would have like a really strong like like you know like a Welch's grape flavor or like a Bubblelicious mm-hmm. grape. Mm-hmm. Just not an overwhelming. Oh, this makes yeah, it's sense. not purple flavored. That's it. Messy milkers, you you are correct. You're right, you know, messy milkers. milkers. You live in Tampa, right, or live around the Tampa area? If uh, if Ray moved to Tampa, could he come <clears> and hang <throat> out with you? I'm sure. Big League Chew, that's oh. another good one. Big League Chew has some Stroke. great flavors. Um, it's bodega grape. No, you have to pronounce it right. It's Bogota grape. No, it's bodega. No, no, like the great it's, no. Dr. Jill Biden. It's a bogota. What a dumb bitch. She's a dumb bitch. Ray, you're nothing but a street taco, okay? Bro, your street taco. So, what are you eating now? Hold on, before you, oh, he's gonna put it in his mouth. Cherry, the cherry, Pop that cherry, bro. What do you think about that one? Mm, um, honestly, I think the tropical punch was was the was the first, was the, the best. best. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that one? It's not a very sweet cherry. Mm. Like it's a subtle cherry. <clears throat> So who makes that overly sweet? Who makes the uh, not who makes the uh, the 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 gimmick? Uh, These are made in Morocco. Well, of course they don't even have sugar there. They're probably using like 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 a gorilla dung or some shit. Uh, Hilco under license to Candy Riffic. I've never heard of any of these. Get that shit out of your mouth immediately. Yeah, no shit. Again, the sound that Jen will, will be making later. Yeah, I have to say the Tropical Punch was my favorite out of all of those. Now, can you take all three, like when I was asking? Oh, chew them all at once. Make them, yeah, make them into a little ball. Okay. And just, just, just. There's one. Yeah. There you go. There's two. See, we do this for you guys. And there's three. Mm-hmm. Right down those, the gullet. Are those now, ones that were, that were already chewed? Yeah. And you place them down on the floor? Yeah. That's Safekeeping. Disgusting. That is disgusting. That is that is quite this. You know what? It's actually better if you mix all of them together. Really? Oh, wait. Like hang a, on. There's a, like a hair or something. Oh. That's all right. It's a pubic hair, Colin. That's yeah, been there since the yesterday. <clears throat> it's been there since yesterday. Yeah. The gum pulled it out of your teeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember. I'm going to tell you a story, guys. I'm gonna leave this music. It's very soothing. Does it bother you the music in the background? Yeah, it's great. I love it. And this is a true story. But this is when I first uh started learning uh to give oral sex to to women. I was very young. And uh I watched this video with this gentleman by the name of Al Goldstein and another gentleman by the name of Ron Jeremy. Okay. And the video was called, and I quote. And you can Google this video. How to get your dick sucked. How to eat pussy. 
and I practiced and I practiced and I remember <clears throat> I put in a lot of work practicing on peaches and on, 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 on oranges, you know, uh, on jello. Ray, the best way to practice mm. is you, you find two females, mm. right? Then you being the pro like me, if I was teaching you, right, mm -hmm. I would show you on one of the girls mm. and then you would do it on the other girl. Well, listen for practice. Listen. So as we, so as I'm going the very first time, right, very first time ever, then you go, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, oh, that's 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 a different taste, but I quite liked it. And uh, I remember I'm, I started going to town because you know you don't you don't just go right in, you know, work your way around, you know, get the area around that area, you know, nice and. You know what I mean, ladies. Yeah, yeah, ladies. <laughs> you know what he means. And uh For that got got. As uh she was uh approaching uh what we would call climax. Man, I had a a pubic hair stuck in my throat. I and, it, and there's nothing worse than uh going <laughs> in the middle of oral sex. I see piss coming. I move. She saw piss coming. She stayed. It was quite embarrassing, Colin. She was like, all right, we're done. We're done here. My turn. Let me, let me show you what to do. So and then she proceeded to eat that gross <clears throat> pussy better than you were. There was no other woman. It was just her and I. Oh, she did it herself. She was like, all right, all right. Like it cat. was just her. <laughs> she and her she like, went up in the air like a cat. <laughs> She's like, oh. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> So, Colin, I don't know if you've been hearing about this shit, but this is now affecting us here in New York City. Check this shit out. Hopefully, we can you can hear the video. I don't fucking know. Oh, there is no sound. Okay. So, basically, as you can see here, these are legal Americans crossing over from Mexico. No, uh, these are migrants. <clears throat> and uh, so, let me just read this out to you guys. Uh, are they going to get caught or something? Like, what's why are they showing the video? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what the hell's been going on here. I just have I'm, to say, just like that, the flavor is gone in all three pieces. That's disgusting. Set that over there. Okay. Let me mute this. <clears throat> it says New York City's homeless shelters are now, check this out. Remember how I told you, Colin, that there is a problem? There has been a problem with, uh, with crazies. Um, I'm sorry, people with mental health issues, right? Yeah. And what did they do when the pandemic hit? When COVID-19 hit? They let them all out. Okay? Keep that in mind. Let them all out. Because of all the COVID-19 cases. New York City's homeless shelters now are being overrun with asylum-seeking migrants. As the nation's immigration crisis continues to worsen, with nearly 3,000 arriving. This is in New York City, guys. Take them right over to AOC's district and drop them off. Here you go, AOC. Nearly 3,000 arriving in recent weeks. Mayor Eric Do-Nothing Adams <clears throat> called on President Biden to send additional federal sources immediately so that the city can handle the overflow. Assholes! If we were not allowing illegal immigrants into our cities we wouldn't need government funding 
I, I, just, I, I, I can't wrap my head around this. It's like they're sticking their own heads up their assholes. Well, right here. Read it. Uh, Lawrence Weaver says, that's your Republican governor shipping migrants to major dim cities as punishment. We got it here in D.C. too, along with Chicago, Atlanta, et cetera, which that's true. You know, we've we've heard uh, Governor Abbott of Texas say, hey, look, uh, you're going to allow these people to continue to come in here and not stop them. So we're just going to put them on buses and bring them to your cities. And that's what they're doing. They're basically, Texas, they're busting them. They're, they're putting them on buses and sending them to California, New York. DC, Atlanta. This is like really frustrating. Yeah, it's trolling between states. And then there's a story here that I saw that I'm going to play for you guys really quickly. And it's like, here's a deal. I'm not going to blame, I'm not even going to blame the migrants that are trying to get out of their countries. I blame us. And I'm not saying us, I'm, I'm blaming the American uh, government for allowing this to happen. Now, take a look at this family. Now, again, I feel bad for this family because all this guy wants to do is, is give a better life for his kids and his wife or whatever. But check this out. And you can tell me to stop this. All right, Colin, when you're ready. OK, here we go. Tonight, part two of the I-Team's look at the growing asylum crisis at the border now impacting the tri-state. A family tonight living in limbo, hoping to have a place to sleep after making the long and dangerous journey across the Mexico border. Now, they left Venezuela six months ago, crossing the border in Texas, bust to D.C. before arriving here. Now they're being bust to D.C. And then DC that's what you were talking about, right, Colin? Yeah, and then D.C. probably threw them on a bus and sent them to New York. Shuffled between shelters. And News Force Melissa Russo has been following this story from the start. <clears throat> she has new information tonight, Melissa. Yeah, Natalie, in an unexpected twist tonight, advocates for the homeless are accusing Mayor Eric Adams of exaggerating that crisis of migrants coming into the city's homeless shelter system. They say when Mayor Adams made that public cry on... Do you guys know about Eric Adams? I, just know he, I, I watched a video where the guy was trying to get him to play drums. and He couldn't even keep beat just for a second. So, like, you know he's not black. Like, if you can't... You can't keep a simple beat as just hitting a one, two, one, two like that. Like, yeah, you, you're, you, he, he, he definitely didn't vote Biden. Bro. Big Ray. <laughs> Tuesday for help. He was really trying to deflect from his own mismanagement and from legal violations in his own homeless system, specifically leaving families to sleep in a waiting room instead of a proper shelter, which is a violation of the law. But to the migrant families who just walked for days through the Panama jungle, management of the New York City shelter system is not what's top of mind. And let me just really quickly, Colin, just jump in here real quick and say that we have bigger problems this is again colin this is i hate to say left and right and all this other shit but god damn it man all they're doing is they're, they're creating problems yeah. colin yeah they're fucking but, and the one thing that bothers me too is they're like oh they they walk through the panamanian jungle to get here okay nobody made them do that mm -hmm. like like nobody nobody told them to to cross all of central america to leave venezuela to come here you know, like, like, yeah. Granted, a lot of our policies didn't don't don't help the, the government in Venezuela. Like, we we've, you know, we we probably had a hand in Hugo Chavez 
you know, Ooh. dying and and a lot of the things that go on there. It's terrible. That dude, Venezuela is a fucked up, right? Fucked up place. I know. Like I I know when I worked in a car dealership, the <clears> the guy that owned the car dealership, his brother in law was a, a lawyer in Venezuela. Drove drove a car with bulletproof doors and windows. Had a gun on him. Was strapped. Had more. If he got pulled over by the cops, he had more power than the cops. Like they had to let him go. Like he'd show his little card showing that he was a lawyer, and like he was above the cops, they would let him go. He gave all that up to come own a used car dealership mm. in Raleigh, North Carolina, because that is much safer <laughs> than being in Venezuela and being a lawyer, where you could potentially be shot and killed on the spot at any point in time in, in Venezuela. So. Yeah, but that depends on what parts you're in, Frank, though, I, I believe. I think that's just like, like down in Mexico. Like, like my girl, she's from like the ranchos of Mexico. And she says nowadays it's not even safe for us to to go there. Like, I want to go visit like her family in the ranchos. Like, it's like the desert and all that type of stuff. Right. But she said the cartels are starting to go out that way because those are the places that have been untouched. And she Bro. says it's really bad and dangerous out there now. My my wife was telling me that her friends uh, were vacationing in the Caribbean. I forgot what fucking Barbados, I, I believe it was. And they had a gun pulled on them mm -hmm. in Barbados on vacation. Uh huh? Uh, it's happened with the, the, a lot of those South American <laughs> countries and, and the Caribbean and, and stuff below our border. It's way more dangerous than, than what people think. But back to the migrants. I mean, this is this is just a fucked up situation with them. Like it is. They're being used as political pawns. That's what it is. That's tools. And it, and that it is, just sucks. Nailed it. Both sides uh, should be ashamed for what they're doing. Fucking nailed it. Let's continue. Outside the intake center for New York City's homeless shelter system, Leonardo and Luisandra are leaning on each other after a traumatic six-month migration to the U.S., finally landing on U.S. soil earlier this month in Texas. We're a poor family, says this father of four, explaining why they left Venezuela. We can't even stay nourished. We don't even have running water. The level of poverty they've experienced. So I want to put it, I'm, I'm not going to play the rest of the video because I know what, what happens. So he's like, that you know his kid the, i don't i don't want to show you the kid the kid looks so sad you know that they, they, they only get two sandwiches hold on they get two all right go ahead colin i won't no no i was gonna say is it bad that that they're probably more better off being homeless in america than they would be like having a house in venezuela though like it's like and that that's why they're doing it and that's yeah. why i said i don't blame them i don't blame them i don't blame the migrants i don't yeah. blame the people in mexico that, that are trying to get over here i'm not blaming them but there is a way to do it there is a proper way to do it. You need to be accounted for. Okay. And and Colin, why would you need to have people accounted for? Because well, again, you, well, uh, you know, you, you can't, our, our, our former president Trump said it best. You don't know who's coming across that border. So it could be, you know, the worst of the worst that's coming across that border in terms of the people that are coming across. You could have terrorists, drug dealers. I mean, like, like look at what happened on the border in the Rio Grande with the 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 young black uh, navy guy mm -hmm. did you hear about that story 
No. There was a there was a young black soldier. He was only like 21, 22, right? Saw two guys drowning in the Rio Grande. Gets in the water, saves them. He goes missing. I don't know if they ever found the body or did whatever, right? Come to find out the two guys that he saved in the water were drug dealers. Oh, wow. So he saves two Mexican drug dealers and, and they probably killed him, you know, or, or drowned him as soon as they got over across the, the, you know, it's like the scorpion and the frog or the scorpion and the turtle uh, parable where it's like, no, I'm not going to take you across. You're a, you're a scorpion. You're going to sting me. No, no. Why would I sting you? We're both drowned if I sting you. Then halfway through across the river, the scorpion stings the frog and the frog's like, what? You promised that you weren't going to sting me. And he's like, I'm a scorpion. That's what I do. Like, like, like it's so fucked up. Anyway, um, so there, uh, there was a segment of the, of the, of the, you know, whatever, of the interview where the guy says, "Look, <clears throat> they're giving us only two sandwiches a day," and then he's like, "My son's de- dehydrated," and then he just pulls up the little apple juice box, you know, the little milk carton apple juice box. That's all he has to drink for the whole day. It's not right, man. And again, like I think, man, you fucking nailed it, Colin, when you say that. They're using these these poor people that just want to fucking come and have a better life and not have to worry about, you know, a life and death situation, even though the fact is that you come to New York City. Hey, you might not get out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's gotten so bad. Um, how is it by you, by the way? Uh, it's bad, but it's not like New York City bad there. there you see some of the tents. So. North Carolina, there's enough woods close to the interstates and stuff like that that you can see some of the tent cities that they have in the woods, but the woods cover it up, right? It's not like you're driving through some parts of California or New York and the tent cities are under the overpasses. Like, it's clear, like, homeless villages and things like that. Like, you, you can't really... It's it's bad, but it's not bad like that. What do you mean clear homeless villages? Like, you know, when you're in, like, California and you just see the the tent cities like you see the home like like the shelters and things like they where they've built their homeless cities under the overpasses and in areas where they just don't they don't police or anything like that no you've never it's seen actually, that actually yeah they used to have that they used to have that here uh near times square not times square god damn it where was it marcy son what it wasn't in Marcy. Marcy it was not Marcy, in Marcy. Sorry. Do you have any stories, Colin? Before we jump into our top five, I really five? don't have any stories. No, let's jump into our top five. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is a safe time to jump. By the way, uh, did you have birthday cake or no? Oh, uh, I had cheesecake. What was it? Good. Where where was it? Where'd you get it? From? Uh, it was one of those variety cheesecakes. So you had like uh, three slices were. Uh, cheesecake. Three slices were like chocolate mousse cheesecake. Three mm. slices were a turtle cheesecake, and then like three slices were a raspberry cheesecake, like That's with a raspberry favorite. swirl. That's my favorite. And, right uh, there. I had the chocolate and the turtle. They were very delicious. I love turtle cheese. Well, the chocolate, strawberry cheesecake, raspberry cheesecake, like anything with a berry and the cake. Fucking spot on. Yeah, and then oh. the kids. We bought cupcakes for the kids. Very cool cupcakes. No tacos. No, no, I didn't need any. Uh, I, I, I ate a taco last night, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for our top five. Top five. 
It's now the time for our top five. For our top five. It's now the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now the time for our top five. For our top five. It's now the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It is time for our top five. Ding, ding, ding. Our top five all-time favorite boxing knockouts. Yeah, we're not talking about MMA. We're not talking about... We're talking about boxing knockouts. Any weight division, Colin. You choose. Any weight division. Any weight division you choose. But I got to tell you something right off the bat, Colin. A lot of these knockouts that I picked were in the heavyweight division. Including my number five. Would you like me to jump into my number five? Go ahead and jump into your number five, Ray. Colin, I don't exactly remember the year, but um, it was for the WBO World Heavyweight Championship. <clears throat> it was uh, <laughs> this gentleman by the name of Merciless Ray Mercer. And uh, he was the WBO champion at the time. He was fighting this gentleman by the name of uh, Tommy Morrison. You may know him from uh, the movie Rocky Five as Tommy yeah, Gunn. I know Tommy Wonder. Yeah. Well, Tommy Wonder was, if I'm correct, 34 and 0 at the time, just knocking everybody out. This was supposed to be his coronation. And my friend, this is how it ended. This is one of the most brutal knockouts in the history of boxing fighter and all it was was easy pickings for ray mercer here he is just connected with shots unanswered punches out on his feet mm -hmm. and hurt mm -hmm. is tommy the duke morrison mm -hmm. I mean, let, let, let's go back. Let's go back and watch that one more time. In real time, he was just frozen. And Hold on. Just... Here we go. Mercer. Pounding away. Morrison, oh, 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 Jesus gone. Christ. Just that is insane. That is such a great KO, bro. I saw that shit live. I did a, a morning coffee thoughts on when me and my family used to get together at my uncle's house, and my aunt's house to go watch uh, 1991. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you, buddy. Um, we, we went over to watch this fight because again, Tommy Morrison was like the white Tyson. We used to call him white Tyson in the hood. Uh -huh. And that kid was knocking everybody out. Yo, merciless Ray Mercer. This ain't the first time he did that either. That guy was just, that was, oof, that was a big fucking knockout. And by the way, I'm going to throw in that there's only one, um, non heavyweight knockout here. And I'll talk about it later. But what's your number? What did you think of that, that knockout, though, bro? That's a that's a vicious knockout. I mean, when you freeze up someone like that and then you're able to still hit a guy with like eight punches after you freeze him up, that's a that's a devastating knockout. Now, uh, Ray, uh, this knockout, my number five, uh, didn't actually win the fight for this gentleman. Uh, this was uh, with that time that Deontay Wilder knocked out Tyson Fury. Uh, this was he didn't knock him out. He knocked him out. He knocked him he out. He did not. He knocked him out. He knocked him out. Uh, as we all know, Tyson Fury fought Deontay Wilder in their first fight. 
uh, Tyson Fury was uh, single-handedly just winning this fight. And then, like, in the late rounds, just out of nowhere, that that Deontay Wilder lucky punch that, that he needed to win so many fights in his career mm-hmm. lands on the chin of Tyson Fury. And Tyson Fury goes out. And by the grace of whatever gypsy god that he worships, mm-hmm. this man woke back up. <laughs> at like eight and stood up and was up and answered the count. I don't know how it happened. He was knocked the fuck out, Ray. I you remember he was it. laying on his back looking up you at the know stars. It. We all know it. This dude yeah, got knocked out. out and got up and, and finished the fight and it was a draw. So my number five is 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 a wilder knocking out Tyson. Who the fuck is Tyson Fury? Remember, do you remember when, when freaking Jargo said that? Yeah. Like he went... Tyson Fury is possibly one of the best heavyweights of all time. One of the best, not the best. Um, the best is going to be in this fucking top five. But uh, Tyson Fury is just an elite boxer, um, an elite strategist. Uh, he has a great fucking chin and heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is is hit with bombs, dude, and he just gets the fuck up. What's up, Colin? You going to say something? No, no, go ahead. No, that's it. I just wanted to give some some props to that. But check this out, guys. So the year is 1990. I think it was 1990. I saw this fight too. And um, both fighters were undefeated. Um, one of them was a young man by the name of Meldrick Taylor. I don't know if you're familiar with this gentleman. And I have a couple of notes here. This was for the WBC. I think Meldrick was Meldrick Taylor. No. All right. So he was fighting uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. You remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. I believe they were fighting for the WBC. I forgot what the fuck weight he was fighting at. Was he a welterweight? No, he wasn't. Well, he's too small to be welterweight. What was he, Colin? Ooh, I don't remember. Chavez. Anybody in the chat? Keep talking. I got you. All right. Anyway, so Julio Cesar Chavez was a great Mexican fighter, possibly one of the greatest fighters at his weight class of all time. And this guy was looked to be unbeatable. But Meldrick Taylor was that special that special that special uh talent he was he was he was different um and bro meldrick taylor beat the living fuck like he dismantled julio cesar chavez for fucking all 12 rounds until the final 43 seconds now the reason why this is one of the greatest knockouts of all time so this happened in '94. I think he it was, was 1990. Yeah, no, he fought Meldrick Taylor in '94, September September seventeenth, nineteen ninety four, and he was born. So uh, T- Taylor was twenty four, no, and uh, Chavez at that at this point was sixty eight. He was born in sixty two. Okay, Chavez was sixty eight and no, with fifty five knockouts. They both fought at one hundred thirty nine pounds. That was that was a welterweight. I was right. So um, it was for the uh, the WBC. Oh, never mind. This was okay. Yeah, he was still sixty nine. I know they fought a second time too. Okay, right, that's what I was yeah. looking at. So anyway, I'm gonna show you the knockout. Show you what happened in the knockout. I remember this. I want you to watch this, guys. Okay, Meldrick Taylor, the the black kid in this fight, is dominating. He is ahead on every single scorecard by a mile. The great Julio Cesar Chavez is about to lose. Watch what the fuck happens here. This is 
the worst referee decision and one of the most controversial knockouts of all time. Here we go. I'll do play-by-play -play since they don't have any not saying Meldrick Taylor with a straight left hand. Chavez, they're exchanging here in the middle of the ring. And Chavez, oh, oh hits him with a short right oh. hand. Chavez, they're going to the body. Now Meldrick Taylor moving forward, putting him against the ropes. They're going at it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. A straight right hook. And down goes Meldrick Taylor. He gets up, he's Seven seconds left. What? I can't he didn't even have him put his gloves up and walk towards him. Why would he stop? Five seconds to go. You're gonna watch Lou Duba go crazy now. You're gonna watch Lou Duba go absolutely. Man, the boxing isn't rigged. This is one of the most unusual calls by a referee in the whole history of the sport. He was out, Frank, but they usually have him walk forward. They usually do a little more to check on him to make sure that they're okay in this Listen situation. To me, bro. Listen to me, bro. The referee who is managing that fight. The kid got up. He could have been out on his feet, but there's yeah. a big red light. Even when you're fighting the amateurs, there's a big light bulb on the top of every ring post that, that lights up when there's 10 seconds left. It's up to the referee's discretion, which if there's only five seconds left, it would have taken Chavez five seconds to run across the ring to yeah. knock this kid out. There was no way this kid. And now, you know what happened to Meldrick Taylor? His fucking life fell apart after that. Well, I agree. A lot of times when they lose like that, their life does fall apart because they think they're unstoppable. And then they lose in such a bullshit fashion like that. It does a lot to their psyche. <clears throat> it's like a fucking shame what happened to this kid. Insane. And it was, it was, it was, a, it was, um, I remember when I, when me, I was, I think my dad, my father, I think, knocked over a table. He was so like one of those little dinner tables that you unfold. He was so pissed off. How could they do that to that kid? They destroyed that kid's life without my father even knowing what was going to happen, you know, two years later or anything like that. Yeah. He fought a second time and he got knocked out. Fucking shame, dude. It's terrible. That's why it's one of my one of my top one of my top um knockouts of all time because it is possibly like i said the most controversial knockout you will ever see in your life sir pretty crazy so this will this one here uh, on my list is probably going to be uh, well actually not, I, i'll wait i'll wait this i'm gonna i'm gonna swap some things around uh my next uh my next favorite uh knockout uh comes at heavyweight mm -hmm. uh this uh you, you 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 look at these two men when they stand side by side big ray and you would just be like all right that one guy's fat that other guy is in some really really good shape there's no way that fat guy could possibly win but no on this day andy ruiz oh. knocked out anthony joshua in what was a thriller of a match where this fat <laughs> guy who was probably pounding big Macs before the fight just unleashed a torrent of punches and knocked this man down three times. And the last devastating one just kind of like put his ass to the floor. Nobody nobody had whooped uh, Anthony Joshua's ass like that until the old, old Chuck dude did just a, you know last year. But, uh, Ruiz and Joshua, man, is such a such a good knockout. But you, can I tell you something, Colin? You're going to think I'm full of shit because it's in retrospect. But when Ruiz fought Joshua, I knew of Ruiz. Ruiz was always known 
as a fucking good, really good, tough fighter. Yeah. He was also known to have an unlimited battery. He never got tired. That kid, that kid had heart. And, and he also, on top of the heart, he had skill. Didn't have the size. Didn't have a lot of the physical gifts that maybe some of the other fighters, you know, in that division have right now at this point in juncture. But it wasn't as shocking to me as I thought it would be. And I thought that maybe Joshua would kind of underestimate him. But uh, but that was a big knockout, dude. That was a huge fucking. Was he the first Mexican heavyweight champion? Uh, heavyweight I, believe champion. He was. I think he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. First, I mean, we had um, we had a Puerto Rican heavyweight champion. I forgot his name, Ruiz. I think it was also his last name. I can't remember his name, but anyway, John Ruiz, maybe John Ruiz. That's yeah, him. John Ruiz. Yeah. So I'm going to show you another knockout, bro. And this one came, blah, 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 blah. this one was in 1994, if I'm correct. 1994, November 5th, 1994. This was for the WBA and IBF World Heavyweight Championship. Actually, I fucked up here. I fucked up. Nope, that's my number. I'm sorry. That is my number. Uh, my number three. This is my number. Where, where am I? What number am I at? Number three. Number three. You're on number three. Okay. It's actually. All right. So I fucked up. Hold on. Give me one second. Oh, fuck. What am I doing here? Okay, Colin. Man, there I can't is. wait to talk about this guy on my list. He he makes my list twice. My number three is going to be so awesome. Uh, so I, I, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Um, that was supposed to be my number two. All right. So I'm going to take you guys to uh, Manila in Africa. Ooh. Now, if you guys don't know about the story of Muhammad Ali, a lot of people know about Mike Tyson. Mike, Ty did France Bickle Barrow ask to say work work rate in the chat? Uh, Ruiz has good work rate. He does have good work rate. All right, all right. He's getting a thirty second timeout. Oh no, don't timeout, Frank. No, I'm kidding. So, you know, I'm not going to give you the whole fucking background. I think if if you if anybody knows anything about boxing, you know about the whole story of Muhammad Ali. And George Foreman. What people don't may not understand is how feared fucking George Foreman was. George Foreman basically destroyed. And when I say destroyed, he had fucking Joe Frazier, the man who knocked out Mike Tyson, who broke his jaw, bouncing around the ring like a fucking ping pong ball. Okay. George Foreman would throw punches from I I, I can't describe it on on uh, on audio, but he would fucking lean back and just come all the way over the top boom come back and then like donkey kong you ever you ever seen the way donkey yeah, kong he throw like, those big looping punches and stuff oh like my that, but it was God. damaging he uh was, ray what ray, i hate to cut you off there but uh i have to acknowledge uh sonic in the chat you there oh shit sitting at home acknowledge me. he's out drinking he's having a few drinks oh. and drink dude don't worry about us anyway george foreman was possibly even more feared than Mike Tyson. And he was huge. George Foreman was a little guy. He's a big killer, man. I mean, he was knocking out dudes that were known not to not to be able to be knocked out. And then he and retired I, and came back and did it again. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that maybe later. But but I'm going to show you this uh, the last uh, few seconds here because the greatest of all time, Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Muhammad Ali knocks out the great 
the killer, George Foreman, in Africa. The Thrill of Manila. The th- no, wait, not the Thrill of Manila. Was it the Thrill of Manila? Yeah, I think so. The Thrill of Manila. This is the fight that made the Ropa Dope famous. Yeah. Look at that. Boom. People couldn't. He, but he saw Jesus. Whoop his ass. He saw Jesus. He was done. So what Muhammad Ali did during the match, uh, he did something which is very dangerous. And I think had uh, I think this fight started the uh, was it the break breaking down of his brain. Um, he did what's called a rope dope. This is where you're taking the punches, but you're alleviating the brunt of the punches by leaning back on a rope. So let's say somebody's throwing a punch, right? You see it coming, you lean back and you and you rest your back on the ropes. And you lean back, so you only get, let's say, 30% of the punch. He was rolling with them, too. Rolling with the punches and stuff like that. And what he was doing was he tired George Foreman out. Mm-hmm. The entire Now, now Frank Pickleborough, I said, it's fixed. Kushida. Kushida? Kinshasa. So that's my number three. What's your number three? Uh, well, number my number three is the first entry uh, of this man who we, we mentioned at the top of the show, Big Ray. Uh, this man, uh, arguably, uh, before, you know, a lot of people say Deontay Wilder's the heavy, hardest-hitting uh, boxer in all of boxing, but this man single-handedly takes the case. Uh, the Hawk, Julian mm-hmm. Jackson, and uh, we'll see here as he is about to KO Did he kill this, this guy, then? He, he's about to KO this gentleman here uh, in kill one of my, my favorite KOs. Oh, oh God. Oh, 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 oh. Tremendous left hand, just stun him. And he, and did you see the Jackson was like timber? He hit him with the he, he called it. Watch when he starts to drop. Boom! Damn, he baptized that kid. Yeah, done over. Quick work, Julian Jackson, and this guy. Let me let me pull up his. For those that don't know, <laughs> I think yeah, he had he had his knockout percentage was better than Archie Moore's. He is he is uh, he retired. With an 89% knockout percentage. Uh, he only had six losses, 49, 55 wins, That's six losses, insane. 49 of which were by knockout. That's insane, bro. This People don't know about fought, the Hawk, bro. Yeah, this guy fought at uh let's see, let's see, let's see. He, I think he fought, he was he was a middleweight. Middleweight. Yep. Super welterweight and middleweight. middleweight so he yeah. fought at two 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 weight classes. And, uh, you know, he really didn't fight, you know, there's, there's not a lot of blue, blue names on his Wikipedia page, right? Like he didn't mm-hmm. fight a lot of big names at the times he in the early nineties for whoever was in front of him though. But, but I'll tell you that. Yeah. But he fought, like you said, he fought whoever was in front of him. And, and for the most, most part, he was, he was winning those fights. There wasn't too many fights that, uh, that the Hawk was looking up at the lights by the end of the night. So that's your number three. That would be my number three. Yes, Julian the Hawk Jackson. Okay. Can you do me a favor yes. real quick? Because I can't remember off the top of my head. I had notes here and I've been drinking. Can you look up when that fight, that first fight between uh, George Foreman and Muhammad Ali took place? Yeah, I got you. Real quick. 
So while Colin's doing that, I'm going to talk about this fight right here. This fight took place in 1994, November 5th. Uh, it was for the WBA and IBF heavyweight championships. Let me just run this down real quickly. The champion came into this fight. You got it, Colin? Hang on. You you said the first time he fought? The first time The first time they fought. Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, George Foreman. Uh, let's see. He lost uh, October 30th, 1974. That was his first loss. Hang that on. was it. 1974. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold that. Hold that thought. Okay. So 1974. So now the champion at this time, a gentleman by the name of Michael Moore, came in at 35 and 0 with 30 knockouts. The challenger had not fought, or he did fight for the heavyweight championship. He lost to Evander Holyfield. But if I'm correct, George Foreman was about 45 at this time. Yeah, I think this is his second time around. Like he retired and came back and was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again. So I'm so nice. I'm going to do it twice. 1994. 30 years. No, 20 years later. After the loss to Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, who lost a previous championship fight to Evander the Real Deal Holyfield, fought an even younger and some would say just as talented fighter in Michael Moore. Now, people said, now I'm going to break this down because people said that this knockout was bullshit. There's no way with that punch. I want you to watch this knockout really quickly, guys. This is the oldest heavyweight champion becoming the oldest heavyweight champion. Hitting him with that George Foreman grill right across the face. Here we go. And another left hook. How big he is. Because you wouldn't think that. You'd be like, look at more. Look at the shape that guy's in. Did you even see it? Yeah. A little phantom punch. Yeah, look at it. Little one, two. Mm hmm. Well, man, I think he acted a little bit on that one. Dramatic music. So let me explain something to you guys. George Foreman came into that fight at 250 pounds. Six foot four. Doesn't take a lot if you hit somebody right in the jaw. George Foreman, what he did was he lost, he was losing this fight. And um, Michael Moore was very angry after the fight. I remember the press conference saying it was a lucky punch, so on and so forth. Listen, if you remember, uh, you don't remember this, maybe much of this, Colin, but George Foreman's slow, systematic comeback, you know, just not, he was knocking everybody out at his age. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, it was a cultural, it was a big deal because this was the beginning. Hear this. Back in the day, let me just say this first. Back in the day, athletes were thought to be old at the age of 30. Yeah. Okay. 35, you were done. I'm talking about NBA. And this was him coming back at 45 years, 40. 299 days old. So think about that, guys. He was almost 46 years old. And this was um, not only like a thing saying, hey, doesn't matter how old you are. What's up, Colin? Had he not lost to Tommy Morrison... 
the the fight before he'd have been WBO heavyweight champion coming into he this. He would have had like unified all the titles at like forty years old. But but what he did win? Let me see. Let me just make sure. Now, he didn't win a WBC championship, but because there, there's, I don't know if you guys know this. No, but it was WBA and IBF, IBF. and then he, in his next fight, he won the WBU, and then he won the IBA. Yeah. So, so the, the only one that he was missing was WC, WBC, and the WBO. There are four major titles in boxing, which I fucking hate. Yes. It's the WBO, the IBF, the WBA, and the WBC. The WBC, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, it's the green belt. Okay, that belt, that is the original. That's the one that world, Fury has. That's the one Fury has. That is the original World Heavyweight Championship. There's a lineage that goes all the way back to the first ever world heavyweight champion. So whenever somebody wins that title, they are recognized as the real world heavyweight champion, right? That's the lineage. Um, George Foreman wasn't able to do that, but to become a world champion at 45 or basically 46 years old, knocking out a really good, listen, I've seen Michael Moore fight a really good heavyweight champion of Michael Moore in that time was incredible. And it showed a lot of people that, yeah, man, you can, you can still do it. And I don't know if you noticed this, but ever since that time, around 1994, you've seen ball players hanging on a little later. And now you got guys like Albert Pujols in the home run contest in his 40s. Uh, Julio Franco uh, was a player for the, for the uh, what do you call them, uh, the Texas Rangers. Yeah. He played baseball well into his, I think, his 50s. Ricky Henderson. You know what I'm saying? Major League ball. Almost close to 50. And then you got guys in the NBA now. Uh, we have this kid. We have this guy. Uh, he's like, I think he's like forty three. He plays for the Knicks. He's he's like a backup, a backup, a power forward. I think the the longer we're on this earth, and the better, like, what is it called, Colin? The better uh, technology comes, and health, and food, and all these hormones yeah. and shit that they're pumping into us. I think we'll just live longer and be able to do more. Well, that's uh, why. That hold on, real quick. That's why at forty six, I don't feel like I, I look. 46 i don't think colin looks at you know but 46 the way i look right now if i shave this off and shit i look a lot younger 46 right now if you seen 46 in 1986 it was 60 70 back then oh easy like yeah. my teachers were my age and they looked so old my teachers were younger than you know but, than, than, well this will this will show you um kind of kind of put it in perspective so the fiend uh, would be second generation here in America, right? Like she was mm -hmm. born in America, but her her mother and grandmother weren't. Mm -hmm. uh, her grandmother is younger than my parents, and my parents you would like look in way better health, look younger than what they look. Like her her grandmother's in her sixties, and she like looks like she's in her sixties. Like there could be eighty or whatever, right? And my parent, my dad's about to turn seventy in September, and he looks like he's sixties, fifties. Mm. Right. This is it's it's crazy, man. So look it's at crazy. like how living in America your whole life kind of with the like you said with the health, it, it changes how 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 we live and things like that. So yeah. Uh well my uh my number two, uh Big Ray, uh is I, I think this knockout definitely shocked the world uh when it happened. Uh you know, we we wanted flu made weather. Versus Manny Pacquiao, and then mm. and then this happened, Ray, and oh. I feel like it it just derailed a lot of that Manny Pacquiao 
Floyd Mayweather hype. And and what what was that? Well, it was this. Oh shit! That's why I saw Juan. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, that is another. That is a knockout, not another knockdown. Let's see that again. Yeah, please, please play that again. I so it's very fast. Too. I mean, you see Pacquiao just jumps in to, to throw a punch with his hands down bah. and the perfectly timed just punch. He walked into it. Boom. He walked into a right hand. He just walked right into it. And this is when Pacquiao was like, he's beaten Juan Manuel Marquez numerous times already in this yeah. fight. This was fucking and crazy, bro. What year was this? 2012? 2012, yeah. Wow. Slept them. I mean, like like Lawrence said, like he he came in and just he walked into it. Came in straight into it, just straight in. a beautiful punch too from from Marquez to it was what he did Pacquiao was like that. When so Manny Pacquiao came in head first, he Manny Pacquiao kind of just leaned in, and Marquez just kind of did this thing where he stepped to the side and caught him while he was leaning in at the same time. So all that momentum, bro, that's just it's fucking insane, bro. Straight, straight into it, straight out. Just straight yep. out. Well, I'm gonna give you my number one, Colin. And this is a no-brainer for me, bro, because I remember going to bed. I remember going to bed at night knowing this fight was taking place, not giving a fuck. My father, not giving a fuck. It was 1990. The underdog of this fight, the challenger, was a 40 to 1 underdog. 42, I'm sorry, 42 to 100 dog. This fight took place February 11th, 1990. And uh, it didn't take place in Las Vegas. Didn't take place in Atlantic City. It took place in Tokyo, Japan, ladies and gentlemen. At this time, Mike Tyson was unbeatable, undefeatable. The one and only Kid Dynamite, Iron Mike Tyson. Robin Givens had just fucked him over, you know. Or what was it afterwards? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But Mike Tyson, bro, he didn't give a fuck. He went to Tokyo. He started drinking and smoking, banging all these Japanese broads. What's up, Colin? Nothing. I'm just laughing at that. It's true. Drinking and smoking, banging. He wasn't he playing with fucking pigeons in the street, just picking them up and eating them. I don't know if he was eating them, but he did not train for this fight. Tyson did not come in Mike Tyson's shape. But Buster Douglas, his challenger, this guy who just lost his mom, the love of his life, his mama, he dedicated this fight to his mother, and he dedicated the training to his mother. Buster Douglas was always the type of fighter that had all the tools in the shed. <clears throat> Buster Douglas never, he decided that he never wanted to, he, he, he could never fully commit. It took the death of his mom to fully commit, and this man came in and fought a fucking masterpiece, sticking out that jab. When Tyson would charge, he would hit him with the overhand right. He would move. He wouldn't back. He he would not. He would cut the ring off, not allow Tyson to, to keep him in the corner. This was the perfect fight. And this fight was the template for every heavyweight that would fight Mike Tyson moving forward. Ladies and gentlemen, my number one, it's Mike Tyson getting knocked out by James Buster Douglas. He also had a fucking Sega Genesis game, too. Doesn't have the good balance. His legs together as Buster. Look at that jab. Landing these. Oh, oh. 
by Boston Douglas. Look at this. He's got Mike Tyson down for the first time in his career. Mike Tyson hits the canvas. He's in big trouble. He may not be ever recovered. Hits up the so he's trying to put the mic. Hey, I'm trying to get this thing back in my mouth. Unbelievable. He wasted Man. all that time trying to put the thing. If he just stood back up instead of trying to, he, he, he didn't know where the fuck he was, Colin. <laughs> look at this. Let's take a look at the replay. Jab, 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 boom. Here comes the here comes the uppercut. Boom. And then one, two, three. Done. Well, I mean, when his head, when his neck did the rubber thing from the uppercut, that was when you know it was over, bro. When your head just just wobbles like that, no, it's it's usually. Over and done with. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> when I woke up the next day, I believe it was a Sunday morning. We were getting ready to go to church. Okay. And I put on Sports Center with Dan Patrick. And I forgot what was this guy's name that I used to do with him. Uh uh, he used to say all the fucking uh funny shit like Stuart uh, Scott. I think it was Stuart Scott. He can't. No, no, no. What do you say? Release, rotation, splash. Jumanji. He used to say all that crazy shit. I think it was the sewer Scott. And as soon as I turned that on, they're on. They're sitting there with their fucking 90s, you know, suits with the big fucking shoulder pads and shit. Incredible. What you got there? That's your number one. Well, no, yeah, this will be my number one, but you continue. Oh, no. So I remember I said, Pops, Bobby, Dad, check this out. Tyson lost. He goes, what? Dad, Tyson got knocked out. No, he didn't. Come here, check. Hurry up. Because we, you know, there were no DVRs back then. My father ran into the living room. And we couldn't believe it. That was what the talk. Mean? That was the talk of the uh, of of the next day at church of that day. It was talk for a long time because, like you said, uh, Tyson was the guy. Like everybody thought, once Tyson was at the top, he was going to be there for years, and uh, nobody was going to be able to take him down. But here was another guy uh, who was there for years, and he's already made one spot on uh, on the top five. Uh, it's the Hawk, Big Ray. Hmm. The Hawk, oh, Terry back, Norris. Baby. Can I say something real quick before you go move forward? Terry Norris was a fucking stud of a fighter. Terry Norris was a really good. I think he's a Philadelphia kid, bro. That dude, that was a great fighter. That kid, but what? What? And I know this knockout. What Julian Jackson does to him again altered his career from this one punch and a lot of times it was just one punch that's all julian needed one fucking punch dude some dude from the islands coming (sighs) into america and getting his boxing game just fucking one punch and like like they would be like oh he should have been a track star his dude's hands were so fat his his hands were faster than his feet (laughs) i'm gonna look up terry norris's stats while you just play this guy good yeah let's hit this right here bam The heat they're throwing. Again, the incredible knockout ratio of Jackson. Whoa! And then right to that, Terry Norris is gone. I mean, he stunned him with the first one and then two cleanup shots. And Terry's just. Terry Norris struggles to get up. He beat the count, but he's, he said he's all right, but Joe Cortez doesn't believe him. That's it. I mean, let's just go back to this real quick. Again, the incredible knockout ratio of Jackson. Whoa! And then right to that. I mean, it didn't even look like it hit that flush, but just the hand speed, as as Lawrence said, just the guy just paused in his tracks. Like he was never two, the same. Two, two more after the, that. He bro. was never the same fighter. So terrible, Terry Norris. Um, 
that this kid, former WBC, uh, WBC, I believe, middleweight champion. Um, his his uh, final boxing record, he was forty seven nine with uh, what was it forty seven nine with thirty one knockouts. He was a fucking stud, this kid, bro. Yeah, he both of them, both these guys at the time were studs. What year was it that they fought? Uh, hang on, let me pull up his. Uh, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just curious here. Because he fought, I remember he fought John. He fought John Gotti. He beat John Gotti. Was it Joe Gotti? Joe Gotti. Yeah, Troy lost. He'd already lost at this time. He'd lost to Mike McCallum. Terry Norris. He was 38 and one by that time. It was 1989, July 30th. In 1989. Yeah. He went on to fight actually for quite a while, but he was never, like I said, he was never really the same fighter. Let me see. Uh, Julian Jackson. Yeah. So he lost. So not for nothing, man. This kid, he lost that fight. He went on to win one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. He went on to win fifteen straight fights after that. After that loss, his first defeat coming to a gentleman by the name of Simon Brown in nineteen ninety three. Then he won. He went on another little winning streak, and then there was like a he fought this guy Louis Santana, and Santana couldn't keep his fucking punches up. There was two disqualifications. It was some crazy shit, bro. We should one day we should do. Uh, boxing's most infamous fucking situations like Tyson biting the ear off fucking the guy flying into the ring during uh Riddick Bow and Evander Holyfield so many fucking great moments in boxing his last like fight that. his last fight came uh in 1998 he got knocked out by some French dude named Laurent whatever the fuck his name is but yeah terrible Terry Norris man that guy was fucking awesome and he was actually from Lubbock Texas and he moved to California I don't know where the fuck I got Philly from so anyway there you go yeah that's it right there that was a fun little top five to do that was nice I like see I like doing that shit every once in a while now I know why Elizabeth's not here because she don't like boxing she don't do boxing Next, we will do top five fucking robots. <laughs> top five Lizbeth moments. Top five Lizbeth moments. Top five. Uh, top five uh, boobs. Top five boobs. Yes. You want to do top five boobs? Let's jump into that mail sack, Big Ray. And let's head on out. out do of we here. have? Do we have a mail sack? We we got one email. We have one email. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you guys want to put your top five in the chat here, we can do that real quick too. But again, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for. The random mail sack. Mail sack, 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 no sack. Mail sack, no sack. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is the random mail sack. And by special request, Colin, while you're reading this email, I am going to put up a knockout that both of us forgot to mention. Well, you joked about it. I think. uh, No, no, no. Sorry. 
the vet, I think, brought it up on the impact attack. He said his number one, I think, was Butterbean versus Bart Gunn. I think we should end the show with that knockout. Yeah, I think that works. Just show well, the last few seconds. So we've got a uh, here from Buckshot Kid. Hello, Big Ray and Colin. It's Buckshot Kid. Hope all is well with you too. Now this is where his his email is like black blue font with all kinds of weird stuff on it so it's going to be really hard to read but uh number five uh 45 year old george foreman versus michael moore mm-hmm. number four lennox lewis versus mike tyson yeah uh, the ref couldn't even help tyson anymore it was so bad uh number three uh rocky marciano rocky marciano right now i talking about rocky marciano uh versus <laughs> jersey joe walcott that's uh, a big that's a big deal too he's right Ah, Rocky, Rocky Marciano. I always talk about Rocky, Rocky Marciano. Uh, July 26, 1986, Mike Tyson versus Marvin, Marvis Frazier. It ended in 30 seconds. That was a Marvis Frazier. That was a. Uh, was it Marvis Frazier? Yeah, Wikipedia. They look it up. It was Marvis Frazier. No, he's right. He's right. Yeah, that's Joe Frazier's son. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, then yes, uh, yes. Uh, number one, May 25th, 1965, Muhammad Ali versus Sonny Liston, the Phantom Punch. That's his number one. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, wow. Hopeful top fives, uh, streaming channels, uh, porn movies, uh, black and white movies, and parody movies. Ooh, top five parody movies. Parody movies would be a fun one to do. That sounds fun. So I'm, I'm going to keep the music playing so that we don't get struck. Is you know WWE is going to? But let's let's just watch right, this. Here, one I've got uh, I've got Lawrence Weaver's through his in the chat, so I'll, okay. I'll read them backwards. Number Go five. Mm-hmm. Leonard Hearns, number oh, four. Wow, yes, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Foreman and Moore, number three, Marquez Pacquiao, number two, Tyson Douglas, and number one, uh, Sue and Judah. Zab Judah, oh, the fucking Harlem Shake one. <laughs> that's good. Zab Judah, oh, that's great. I'm gonna play this for you guys. You know, so I'm surprised that there weren't any James Tony, there weren't any, uh, uh, Roy Jones. We didn't have any. Uh, uh, nobody put with that time that. Uh, God, what's his name? He was the older boxer too. I can't. Th- I'm drawing a blank right now. But when he got knocked out, he got knocked out through the ropes. Look how uh, look, 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 look. he got hit with overhand right. Look at this. Oh, ooh. that's his. Fir- that's the first knockdown. Ooh. That's just so brutal. And then Dude, they that's let only, him continue. That's less than a minute into the match. Is that Kim Shamrock counting? No, that's fucking Vinny Pazianza. Oh, that's right. That is Vinny Pazianza. The Pasmanian devil. Here we go. This is it. Ready? Here we go. Doop. Oh, God. Bro, and he just caught him like coming out too, like unexpected. Like he didn't even know that shit was coming. I want to see that one more time. Bro, that's it. It was Hopkins. That's who I was thinking of. Bernard Hopkins. Bernard Hopkins, the executioner. That guy was a fucking beast. I just want to see this knockout one more time. Look at this. Just like. He gets up, like I'm gonna touch gloves, and then just no, doesn't even have his hands up. Oh God! Like the snap. So, so that just reminds me when when we talk about Butterbean, you know, Sean O'Hare uh, got <laughs> had to fight Butterbean and and Pride and and, and, and got an knocked MMA out. Fight. Yes. Yeah, got knocked out. You know, Butterbean called out uh, Logan Paul, right? Yeah. Butterbean at 55 will destroy him. Yeah, look you at th- him. What do you think about what do you we think about Rotman? Rotman's kid, Rotman's son. I seen Rotman. 
Yeah, isn't he fighting Jake Paul or Logan Paul? One of those. I don't know. I haven't. Seen, I haven't seen any of that. I think he might be fighting Jake Paul because Logan signed with the WWE, so he might not be. Uh... No, Jake Paul signed with WWE. Was it Jake? I thought it was Logan. Oh, uh, one of the Paul brothers. Why don't I see the chat? I don't know. Let's see. Oh, there it is. Anyway, well, Colin, this was actually a nice, fun little show. Yeah. I just wanted to. Uh, once again, wish you a very happy birthday. You got any big plans tomorrow? No, not really. So we might go. There's a laser light show at the planetarium. So we might go check that out. Take the kids. They're doing Dark Side of the Moon at like 8 o'clock. Uh, laser, laser light shows are fun. Okay. We'll see. Very cool. All right. Well, I mean, if you guys are bored, I'm going to put this back up on, as a as a podcast. <laughs> I mean, me, you can listen to it again tomorrow. Pretty good listen. No, Elizabeth's not gonna listen. But anyway, Colin, what do you got moving? What do you got uh, moving forward? You know, you find me here each and every week, ten thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, the Impact Attack with the BBC and uh, the A Show with April Hunter. We had a quantum healing uh, technician, Ray, and mm, sounds uh, hot. Sounds hot. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of you know metaphysical stuff, a lot of like brainwave stuff, a lot of like so like. Like esoteric stuff, really, like that that um you really have to put the effort in and believe it and 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 to for it to work and you have to, mm. you know, very entertaining stuff and, and interesting stuff to know. Cool. Um very cool stuff. So it's very similar to what you and Stevie and and uh the vet talked about. Yeah. I really hope you guys check that out, man. I did. Uh, I watched the whole thing. I dude, I love Stevie. Stevie's the man. You know, we could have spoken for three hours on that to- on, on the did different you see topic. how the vet was trying to like weasel himself into a show with with stevie richards right he was trying to turn your issue into like uh, a, a podcast miniseries just so he could work with he could rub elbows with stevie richards that's that's the whole reason you know that right well, listen the, the vet's over because uh if you i don't know if you paid attention but uh stevie richards gimmick said uh opinion had opinion have her fan fan yeah fan so but he also, you know, Vet said uh, Stevie Richards fan club too. So, well, we're fans of each other. There. All fans of each other. Anyway, guys, uh, I appreciate you guys. That was fun, man. Um, I really love talking boxing. I wish we could talk more all the time. I wish I had a boxing podcast. Maybe I can do that with Stevie Richards. Wait, wait. If, if Stevie reforms the BWO, does the Vet get an invite? Yeah, he'll be the green meanie. <laughs> Anyway, listen, guys, you know where to find me on social media at Big Ray Hernandez on Instagram, TikTok, and on uh, Twitter, and also on Facebook. You guys know where to find me, too, and also find me here every single week. Listen, go go over to Hami Media Group YouTube channel and check out that, that interview, guys, if uh, you, you want some more content. It's free. It's there for you guys. Check it out. It's great. Hi. I didn't know. What did it say? Hi. I didn't. Oh, oh, Candace Space Man uh, just showed up. Sitting at home. Very last end of the show here. Acknowledge well, me. Canada Spaceman, you can uh, rewind the show. Or if you want to listen on podcast, like I was just telling everybody, I'm going to put it up later on. Yeah. So I'm going to edit big this. Booty, big juicy Latina booty. Big, do you have that sound bite? No, I need to get it, but it's so, so funny. It. Dude, dude, I saw the, the best meme, and I wish I had saved it, Ray, because we didn't even talk about this, you know, because it affects the Latino community, or sorry, the Latinx mm-hmm. community, right? So. As we all know, friend of the show, uh, Billy Ray Valentine, he's got a friend, Alex Stein, 
primetime Alex Stein 99 who went mm-hmm. to the to the Capitol and was yelling yelling things at AOC, right? So the meme that I saw was later on it was uh AOC's like standing in front of the thing and she's saying about all the things that was like uh that was said to her, right? Mm-hmm. Well somebody clipped out the part where she's like big booty, let me see that big booty, that big juicy booty, right? Uh-huh. And then they, then they made the meme uh when Ricky Martin sees his nephew. And then it was you heard about what happened oh, to Ricky Martin, no. right? Oh yeah, and we didn't talk about I that. Didn't, I didn't get it, right? I didn't know what the meme was. I'm like, why are they making fun of like I get that he's gay, but I don't like that's weird, right? And then like 4 hours later in the producer chat, like William Alicia puts in the thing about Ricky Martin and now I just go, "Oh, now I get all those memes." <laughs> <laughs> like I did get them. They're like this sweet booty, this juicy. <laughs> God, I fucking love AOC. Did you also hear that she had fake handcuffs on Big Ray? Oh yeah, when she got arrested, uh, allegedly yeah, arrested. Hey, I'm I'm in my handcuffs, but I'm gonna give the, the give the one. I'm power solidarity, guys. With my she, she forgot she forgot the handcuffs was supposed to be on. And then and I, then everybody's saying if you pay attention, Ray. It's like a hundred degrees outside, and her and the other girl were like the only people out there in jackets. And they're like, "If that should tell you anything, that just goes to show you that they were only out there for like five to ten minutes. Because if they were out there for anything longer, they would not have been wearing." Their oh yeah, they were they, they were in they were in air conditioning, uh, in a nice air conditioned uh, limo, probably. I would say. Oh man, yeah, AOC um, can definitely get it. I'm not saying that, bro. I'm you think so? Saying. She got a, the juicy booty. She does, and, dude. I had it. She you want to hear something funny? I somebody sent me that clip, and I cannot fucking find it for the love of God. I don't know who sent it to me. Oh God, I guess it doesn't matter. That's doesn't. fine. We'll find it. When I have my computer, I'm gonna wait. Didn't I'll I send? It, didn't I send it to you guys? Uh, you chat? might have. I'll Camtasia it and I'll put it on my soundboard. No, you don't have to Camtasia it. I just click on the the on I'll a have, gimmick here. I'll have that juicy booty. I think I think I sent it to you. Let me see if I have it here. This uh, Alex Stein is not Cassidy Campbell. Cassidy Campbell and him are two different people, but they Colin. do the same thing. Colin, Shh. look at that big ass. Look at that big juicy booty. This Latina. Yeah, that's the clip. And then they were doing the. Uh, they did the Ricky Martin thing over it. It was fucking hilarious. That's fucking terrible. Yeah, Ricky Martin's <laughs> kid toucher, allegedly. Anyway. All right, Colin, I'm going to get the hell out of here. I want to edit this, go to sleep. Maybe no, maybe I'll play a little Xbox before I go to bed. Who knows? Even Liz? Lizbeth? Oh, God. I'm going to have to show this to Lizbeth in the chat. Don't talk about Lizbeth that way. It's nasty. She's our friend. Our sister. She identifies as our brother. Guards! More guards! And she showed me her boobies, and I like them, too. Get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. Get your shit together. Emotional damage. You want some therapy? Another one. Hey. Hey. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. 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 All right. The price is wrong, bitch.